Welcome back to the Frontline Fantasy Football Podcast. This is your host, Jason Cameron, and I'm here with my co-host, Jonathan Hausler. Hello. And the producer, the Eisenier, Seth Hansen. I'm back. Finally, after a couple weeks. Two weeks off, man. A return. So Jonathan does not have to play two roles this week. I'm so glad. That's good yeah. for him, though. <laughs> yeah, making a yeah. more diverse role for Jonathan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mixing it up. I mean, he pretty much is this podcast. Pretty much. What do, you, what do you do? Don't discount Jason oh, over here. <laughs> I don't know what I do. I did rank stuff. <laughs> this is just your brainchild. Yeah. All right. So place. today is Wednesday, December 13th. Uh, we are going into the second week of the playoffs if you're following the ESPN uh, traditional settings. And uh, I know I'm sitting in the lead right now in one of my favorite leagues, Jonathan. Uh, I'm actually beating you in one of the other leagues. Yeah. How about... Are you? How are you doing in your your other leagues? My other leagues, uh, not not good. Not good. <laughs> not not good. <laughs> I have one week. I have one league that their playoffs. This is this would be the third week of playoffs now, and I already got eliminated. So oh, that's kind of fine. Does that? Actually, uh, I set it up that way. That way, you don't play week seventeen because I hate week seventeen. Mm, that, that is, is smart. smart. That actually is. So smart. it ends week sixteen instead. I think I'm going to be in a situation. I have his backup, but Le'Veon Bell going into week seventeen. There's a good chance that. They're not going to need to play him mm, at all. Very so true. I have James Conner's backup, so I'm not super worried about it. But James Conner's obviously a step down from right. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, but still, it's kind of annoying. Seth, it's how are you doing with your playoffs? I playoffs? Missed, I, mi- I missed him. <laughs> I was pissed. And that is nothing new for Seth. I don't think you've been to the playoffs. I haven't been to the playoffs since the first year I was in the league. That is. That's not true. How the many years ago? Year. It was 2012, so five years. You're in a drought. Yeah. Hey, I scored a lot of points and had a lot of points scored against me. So it's just bad luck this year. No, bad no, owner. It's bad owner. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. So we want to say congratulations to Nick Winker on uh, claiming the loser trophy, the Donald Trump loser trophy. So we're going to get that sent to you. Uh, we'll hand deliver it. Yeah, we could <laughs> yeah. even hand deliver it. Yeah. <laughs> a personal touch. Yeah. That's just what we do at Frontline Fantasy Football. Yeah. yeah. We also want to give a shout out to Dave Hansen. Uh, I was in, I was talking to his wife the other night, um, Monday night at a basketball game, and apparently he listens to all of our podcasts. So, oh, dang. there's no way that's true. I just wanted to say, <laughs> well, if your mom is lying to me, then wow. Okay. Shout we'll out have to some Dave. Good fodder for okay. We need to solve this. If this is a lie, we will find you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't finish that, but yeah, we will find you. Um. We had a bye week this week for Dogs vs. Babies. I know Seth did it, but uh, I didn't even post it, honestly. I didn't post mine. Jonathan didn't post his. Brandon, yeah, mine was, my dog had it. diarrhea all weekend, so like that's <laughs> why the video sucked. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a, a pitch black video, so I was like, I'm not even going to try to make mine. I can't even. It my Sunday flew so by. Tired. But the babies, the babies and dogs, they needed a break, so yeah. they needed to rest up. It was, yeah. They we'll took finish extra strong. long naps. Yes, we'll finish strong these past... Uh, three weeks so yeah i think we found the title of our episode seth's dog has diarrhea <laughs> runs for days <laughs> <laughs> perfect perfect title yep so one more thing i wanted to address before we uh we get into the injuries and news it was the was the colts versus bills game i don't know if you guys saw oh that game at all goodness, that was awesome i just i saw videos afterwards that was so people awesome. just getting tackled and buried in snow and it was it i like wanted a to bunch of that. kids out in like a 
schoolyard. It was awesome. Looked like a foot of snow on the field that they were. It was eight inches by the end of the game, but it looked like way more. It did. It was, it it was crazy because it just looked like when everybody got tackled, it looked like an explosion. (laughs) (laughs) Snow was flying everywhere in the air. Dudes were picking snow out of their face masks. It it was great. I wanted to play. I appreciate the crap out of the kickers in that game. That's that that. That would add a whole new level well, of difficulty. Especially Vinatieri. Yeah. Oh, my the, goodness. Go ahead. Because he hit, he hit, I don't know if it was, was a game winning. Yeah, I think so. Or well, did, did you, or you might not be referring to what I was referring to. I saw that because he missed two field goals during the game. Oh, I know. So I'm the guys all kicked, did, were you talking yeah. about all those guys got and kicked all the snow well, around, yeah, the, ki- around the ball? Well, before, yeah. Before <laughs> oh. he kicked those, but he missed two field goals. Okay. Which brought down, I believe, which. I believe it was because he brought it brought down his overall percentage. He's gonna miss out on a five hundred thousand dollar bonus. Oh, because of that game. That sucks. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't need the money, but man. Well, still, you're you're playing for you incentives. Get, you want to get paid. Hopefully, they just give it to him anyway, because that's, that's I that's mean, garbage. there's a good chance he would have made it had it not been had if, there not been a foot of snow on the ground. Right, if it was normal weather, normal day. Ugh. That's crazy, though. I was, yeah, shocked when I read that. So let's move into injuries. Biggest injury of the week: Nathan Peterman goes down with a concussion. Huge. <laughs> Decided to run the ball in that snow. Had no footing. I don't think he could slide. He got wrecked. Oof. It was a it was a hard hit. I don't know how any, how the defender got that much speed and and all that snow but <laughs> right. he he wrecked Nathan Peterman. He found a dry patch and <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> launched himself. Took, yeah, took off. So Nathan Peterman out. Well, maybe out. Tyrod Taylor knee also a maybe out, so you don't know what you're getting. Who else do they have? No. Um it is uh the Vikings. The Vikings old No, is the uh, no, Joe Webb. Joe Webb. Yeah, Joe he Webb. he was a Viking. Joe Webb oh, plays. Oh, boy, is he bad. Fun fact for you. <laughs> 30 like a wide receiver, right? 37 <laughs> quarterbacks played last week. Oh, nice. thirty-two teams in the NFL. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's rough. Tough, a little nugget for you. Uh, the next biggest injury: Josh McCown, broken left throwing hand. Which, no. Yeah, top seven quarterback. Brandon was super high on him. Brandon picked him up up on his team, which should have been a red <laughs> red flag for everybody. Very true. He ends the day with negative one point five points. And he's done for the year. He's gonna have <laughs> season-ending surgery. Speaking so of sad. Brandon, this stat that he gave. In that thread was hilarious. His quarterback, defense, and kicker combined for negative points. What? <laughs> this week because he had Ryan Suckup with zero. His boy Ryan <laughs> Suckup. Oh no. Uh, Josh McCown and then had negative points, and then his defense had either like negative one or barely any points. Can't remember. It was fantastic. Was it like the Eagles' defense. Or no, something? he has the Lions and somebody. Like that's a new. That's a, like a new record for having everything go wrong. <laughs> Seriously, you didn't think that Brandon could hit a new low. But he, but he did. But, but he can. Yeah. Apparently, it's possible. Skill. <laughs> All right, and then the lowly injury. No, the biggest injury of the week. Carson Wentz down ACL. No! 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 Yeah. No! Seriously, we need to loop tough. that over and over again. No! 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 no, no, no. That's oh, great, right, right there. there. Did you, you see that immediately the odds uh, on the NFC? The odds for what team in the NFC is going to win the Super Bowl? They immediately dropped. Oof. Huge for Philadelphia. Guess who's the odds-on favorite now, which I hate. Cowboys? No, the Vikings. You hate? Oh, for yeah. the Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh. You think it's going to jinx them? Out of that division. Out, no, yeah. Out to like to get 
I can't remember what they said, but I don't ever like anybody thinking that the Vikings are going to do anything good because that's exactly <laughs> when they're going to poop their pants. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's all about quarterback play, so I'm going to call this right now. The Vikings lose first round of the playoffs. Ooh, they'll have totally, a bye week, but they'll lose first I, round. I, I, can, to- I can totally see it. Bold. I don't think it's that bold. They're the Chiefs. Everybody thinks they're good. They're regular, regular season Warriors, and it really doesn't matter. Case Keenum isn't going to take you there. Average quarterbacks can get you there, but it's you got to have a good quarterback but to actually have, win it. But they have Bridgewater waiting. Oh, yeah. Average. <laughs> average on average. <laughs> so, well, I guess we'll talk about it in one of our upcoming sections, but what to do with quarterbacks, uh, especially since those two top ten quarterbacks went down. So, biggest piece of news, there really wasn't a ton except for that Aaron Rodgers is finally going to be back. And... I know, yeah. I know you should he should have been picked up in your league already but go check I mean there's going to be some leagues where he's not yeah there, I saw apparently he's he's owned an 80% of Yahoo leagues so that 20% I mean grab him are you yeah are you a sleeper I don't know what's going on I actually picked him up on the waiver wire in one of my ESPN leagues this morning nice so pretty happy about that especially since I had Carson Wentz um, we're going to go into our first segment, and that's going to be quarterback replacements. And, Jonathan, do you want to start us off? Yeah. So, I mean, right now there's there's not a whole lot on the waiver wire just because there's been so many quarterback injuries already. People have already picked up some. Um, but there are a few, a couple I could have. Um, Why Blake, do you have Joe Webb in your notes? <laughs> <laughs> I just randomly remembered his name and put him in there. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first one, Blake Bortles. Um, he... People don't like Bortles, so he's probably on your waiver wire. But he has had no less than 18.4 points in each game the past three weeks. So that on, is impressive. He's on a good streak, for sure. Um, and now he gets a home matchup against the Texans. Um, obviously, like I said, Bortles is kind of hard to trust. People don't really like him. But he has good matchups the next two weeks. It could be a, a good Wentz villain for now. Yeah, I like him as well. I had him on mine as well. He has at least one passing touchdown in seven of his last eight games. Averaging 17 points over the last eight games. And then in his past two games, he's thrown two touchdown passes. And then the just like the remaining schedule, Jonathan uh, mentioned he's playing the Texans. He also finishes with the 49ers and Titans. So you're not afraid of either of those defenses. No, no, no. no. Titans, I mean, a little bit, but they're still – he's definitely playable against them. Right. So I'll – this one's kind of – he's there. I, w- I wouldn't have him as a – if. A complete replacement, but you might play him, plug him in, and play him for a few of the three games left. Deshaun Kaiser, four passing touchdowns in his last three games, Ooh. has a passing touchdown in four of his last five games, averaging 16 points per game over the last six games. And then he has that obvious rushing upside. I think he's averaging seven points a game with his legs. So, hmm, nice. I mean, it's kind of. Not like Cam Newton, but he's kind of like Cam Newton, where Cam Newton didn't have a great throwing game last game versus the Vikings, but he had that uh, 70 yards rushing, 65 yards in one play. So you, you that rushing upside is kind of big, and right now you're really not going to find too much on the waiver wire. No, you're not. You can't. You can't be too picky. Remaining schedule: Ravens, Bears, and Steelers. So Ravens and Steelers, you kind of fear, but I mean the Steelers just got thrown all over. Uh, the other night so very true 
And I think, I mean, he has Josh There's Gordon there, too, you know? He has, like, a other weapon. Corey He's Coleman. Like, Corey Coleman, yeah. Uh, and Joku, the uh, speedy tight end. Yeah. So, so there's potential. Um, my next one I had was Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Jimmy's been looking great. He only has one touchdown so far, but the passing yards are there. He's had around 300 passing yards um, in each of his past two games. Um, he's also been sustaining drives, which is huge for the 49ers. And I think the touchdowns will come. Um, his matchups the next two weeks are tough. He has the Titans and the Jaguars, especially the Jaguars matchup is yeah. tough. Um, but in week 17, it gets a little bit better. He plays against the Rams, who just allowed a, a cr- uh, crap ton of points to the Eagles. So, Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was pretty much the last one I had as well, or I was going to mention. But I think the biggest one that Jonathan and I kind of wanted to talk about was Aaron Rodgers. So yes. Averaging 21 points per game before his injury. And uh, – He's pretty much a must-start even this week for me as well. I, yeah. I think you are thinking the same way. Yes. I was just thinking, like, there's not many quarterbacks I would play over him right now, I would say. I mean, if you have him, I think you have to play him. I'm playing him over Rivers. I'm playing him over Breeze. Um, maybe Russell Wilson would maybe be the exception. Yeah. I, this week in my rankings, I had Big Ben, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, um, Drew Brees, Matthew Stafford, Philip Rivers, and then Aaron Rodgers. But even looking at that, I would, I would maybe move Brees, drop Brees from four to seven, and move Aaron Rodgers up to six. Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers would be kind of my point. But even even saying that out loud, I kind of want to take Aaron Rodgers over Matthew Stafford. This sounds good. So I'm gonna update my rankings for sure tomorrow. Yeah. Another thing too, I thought was cool, but to two times that Aaron Rodgers has come back from injury, he's thrown for over 300 yards and then 400 yards in those two times. Hmm. So he definitely comes back strong. I like that. Which is cool, yeah. So that's a little bit of a confidence booster in him as well. Might have to make him my number one quarterback. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, base Jordy Nelson, what what's your thoughts I'm on him? I'm just going to ask, <laughs> do, do I immediately roster him? You dropped him. You dropped him? No, I, no. I'm saying he's on my bench. I've had him on my bench all year. I think he's back. I think he's do back. Do I put him in the was. lineup? Yes, I I would. Currently, I have him ranked as a wide receiver too. So, okay. De- I th- must start. Yes, he's definitely a must start for me as well. And I don't know. It's just they are they obviously they have that awesome connection, and I think Jordy's. I kind of actually it's weird. I picked him up from someone that dropped him, so I'm pretty happy. But he's definitely. I think he's back to his. He's back to his previous status oh yeah for sure i'm ranked as my uh number 36 uh for flex rankings nice. so uh, yeah you just definitely yeah you want to play him D- don't think too much about it you're starting him you're starting Devonte adams randall cobb even ki- is kind of interesting now i would say he, yeah i'd say he's on like the wide receiver three flex yeah Somewhere in that range. You sh- yeah, you definitely pick him up just to see if he could end up being uh, a flex starter for you. Right. And I think even Jamal Williams, I think he – I still think he thrives in that too, you know. Right. I think he still has his value that he, he's been having. Yeah, I'm in between with him. I'm undecided on whether there's going to be, you know, two safeties now and not as many people in the box. Right. Or – He's just not going to get as many carries as he's used to getting. True. They may not rely on the run as much. Or 
just those like simple dump off passes that he was getting in the in the passing game are now going to go to Randall Cobb or Devonte Adams or Jordy Nelson. So I the targets he was receiving as well could possibly go down. So I it's more of a wait and see, but you're still starting him. Yeah, I think you have to. All right, so let's move on to our next segment. That would be studs to duds. Jonathan, you want to talk about this one? Right. So this one is kind of people that either started out strong or came in. I mean, came into the season looking like they should be. They should be good, or you know, kind of early on they were really good. Now they've been kind of fading. So this was studs that may now be benchable, that are risky, stuff like that. All right. So. I'll take the first one. I kind of went a different direction. This guy, I don't, I really wouldn't consider him to be a stud. But right. He was just so hyped up, and that is Devontae Parker. Ah, nice. Only has one double-digit game this year, and that's week three. Technically week two because they had that bye week in week one. Right, right. Uh, six games this year, he's had four catches or less. And then just kind of the emergence, not really the emergence, but Kenny Stills has just been a consistent player for the Dolphins. Right. Uh, just seems to take Devontae Parker's targets. I think even Jay Cutler is relying more on stills than Parker. Very true. And there, I've also heard talks of like, I mean, he had that ankle injury, I believe. And then uh, mm-hmm. they're just saying that he hasn't looked really the same since that injury. So I think there's something, might be something behind the scenes going on there too. But yeah, I agree. He's definitely disappointed. Yeah, for sure. Um, my next one, or my first one I had was Mike Evans. He, uh, he's, He's clearly been a disappointment. Uh, he's, you start him every week, and he gets you about five points these days, which is not good. Which is, yeah, he's crazy talented. Yeah, which he, yeah, he is. Like he's been. You <laughs> suck. Yeah, <laughs> He used to be a touchdown machine, you know, and grab anything thrown his way. But no. Right. Um, he hasn't scored a touchdown since week seven, and he scored under ten points the past seven weeks too in standard. Um, and since Winston re- returned in week thirteen, Evans has just seen sixteen percent of the targets. Um, I don't get I don't understand why Why wouldn't you throw him the ball I don't know but even I saw another tweet he had Darius Slay was supposedly covering him last week but then even when Darius Slay wasn't covering him he still did nothing two catches for 25 yards last week yeah I don't know it's kind of like Marvin Jones was being shadowed by Xavier Rhodes and Marvin Jones made Xavier Rhodes look like a fool and Mike Mike Evans is way better I I don't know I, I don't care if a good receiver is shadowed by a stud corner. He's still going to get his. He still should show up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Frustrating for those of you who own him, but you're right. st- you still got to play him. I, I don't know. I'm in my opinion, really? in my opinion, you don't start him anymore. I, I mean, you don't have to. So I have him ranked as my number 11 wide receiver this week. Do you see anybody behind him that you would rather play over him? Um. Go ahead and read him off if you can. I'd probably play Doug Baldwin. I'd probably play ah, I'd probably play Jordy and Josh Gordon too. That confident in Jordy. Yes. Yep. I don't to me, I have him on some teams, so maybe it's just because I'm I'm a little little hurt. <laughs> but <laughs> to me, with those like those bad performances like seven weeks in a row, that's just it's too I just can't trust him anymore. I mean Got to be like your boy Kareem Hunt. He's gonna get. It. He's gonna. He's, he's gonna, gonna come, come back. back once. Right when I bench him is when he's is when he's gonna come back. Yeah. Probably. So, so this I, week. How would you bench him then? <laughs> Do everybody a favor. Right. It's happening. All right. So my next one. 
What are you looking at? Is Evan Ingram. This past four weeks, he's had one game in double digits. He's had one touchdown in the past four games. That double-digit game was with Geno Smith, and he now has Eli thrown to him. And he still sees, you know, five, six targets a game, but I don't know. It's just I think teams have caught on that he's the guy. And right. I mean, Sterling Shepard was injured and hasn't been himself completely. And then you got, like, Tavares King and who knows what's his face off the street. <laughs> he's playing wide receiver for the Giants. And then, I mean, Evan Ingram's really the only person to focus on. And you, you don't got to worry about the run game because the run game's been a mess. Right, That's so. the, I know. And it's just, I mean, their offense as a whole just doesn't look, isn't looking great at all. It's hard. It's, it's hard to trust him. Right. I agree. Um, the next one I had was Lamar, Lamar Miller. He, he always has that solid floor, but it seems like this past couple weeks has kind of dipped a little bit lower. Last week he had 17 carries for 53 yards. week before that he only had 53 rushing yards against the Titans. Um, he's had 60 yards from scrimmage or less in two of his past three games. And now he's up against Jacksonville, who are very tough as well. Um, so I've heard. Yes. So, I mean, they've, and the Texans as a whole have only rushed for three yards per carry over the past three weeks, which is last in the league. Ouch. Yeah, so they are not doing well. And I think it's it's also tricky because all the injuries they've had at running backs, they've lost uh, Alfred Blue, they lost um, Deonta Foreman, and basically Lamar, Mel- Lamar Miller's the only guy back there, and he's still struggling. Yeah. So, I mean, it just if there has been more volume, he just hasn't done anything and with it. And now you have TJ Yates throwing the ball. I guess I didn't. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't mention this. TJ, so Tom Savage injured. Right. Um, concussion. Tried to come back in the game. Actually did come back in the game. But from from the replay, it looked like after he took that initial hit, it looked like he had a seizure on the field. Yeah, he was like convulsing. Yeah, so I'm not really sure. Weird. It's kind of a failure in the uh, Texans medical department, but yeah, I'm sure they're going to hear a lot about that. Also, I forgot. I don't know how I forgot to mention, but Alvin Kamara getting injured in that Thursday night game. Yeah. Concussion. Yeah. But should be back this That's week. That's going to change so many people's fantasy. Yeah. It, oh my, it, that is that the Sh- Sean Alexander? Do you remember that? Like, this would have been, like, in the mid-2000s. I, I can't remember. Do you remember Sean Alexander was I in remember. a game? Do you know what I'm talking about? And, like, a bunch of people got royally pissed. But that was obviously bigger because it was, huh. like, championship week. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember I'm, that. I don't remember him getting hurt. I remember it wasn't Sean. him getting hurt. It was like he needed like one yard or something, or he needed a touchdown and they were on the one yard line and he didn't get it. And it because that year he was like the back, which shows yeah. you how old. <laughs> when was he relevant? When was the last time Sean Alexander was relevant? Oh, we were, we were long, 2005. Yeah. A long time ago. Yes. But anyway, Alvin Kamara, a lot of yeah. I, I mean, he got you to the playoffs. Yeah. He lost me my playoff game, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's great. But, yeah, I know. Sucks to suck. That's why you do two-week playoffs, people. Right. That was... Don't let flukes happen. It was the second week. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So you just... Never mind. My team was bad. Jonathan just sucks. Yes, basically. But, yeah, Alvin Kamara injured. Looks... Yeah, Jonathan said, looks like he's going to play next week. He tweeted that he is. So... I trust him. that means anything... So, you finished with yours? Yep. Okay, so my next one, Jarek McKinnon. Um, Immediately after Dalvin Cook's injury, those next four weeks, he was averaging 17 points per game. The least amount of carries he had through those four games was 14. And now, 
since or they had their bye week in week nine since their bye week the most amount of carries he's had is 14 after their bye week he's averaging 6.5 points per game so 17 Oof. points per per game before the bye week 6.5 after that's quite the drop. zero touchdowns after the bye week so yikes yeah <laughs> basically it just shows Latavius Murray's taking a good chunk of his role seriously taking over and I think the other thing is too they I don't know for the most part they've like they're either winning the game or they're cl- like they're close in the game you know like the score's close mm-hmm. I think I feel like then that bodes well for Latavius Murray but if they're behind more McKinnon time so I think game script has definitely favored Murray so far too yeah I, I just don't know that I'm willing to start him no I would not be either all right, your next My one. next one, Stefan Diggs. We're going with that Viking theme. Um, but oh, coming into the season, God. and even like the first three <laughs> weeks, friggin' joke. <laughs> he seemed like he seemed like that stud, you know. But uh, against the Saints, yeah. Oh my God, he destroyed him. But uh, s- this recently, he's had double-digit points in just three of his past six games, and that's in PPR. So in standard, it's been even worse. Um, in standard, he hasn't had double digits since week ten. And just has three games. Just has three games with double digit points in standard. He's no longer, in my opinion, he's just no longer the study was at the beginning of the year. Adam Thielen's kind of taken over, and become the wide receiver one on the Vikings. And Stephon Diggs is just one that you really can't start right now. Yeah, agreed. He kind of did it last year. I had him, and you you were really excited about him. And you know he's quick and potential and all that. You just see it, but he just he drops off. Whether that's quarterback play or I don't know targets or coaching, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. You're just he's not a must start anymore. Nope, not the guy he was. All right, my last one is Michael Crabtree. Hasn't had double digit fantasy points since week six. Hasn't scored a touchdown since week seven, and averaging six points per game in his like last six games played. Oh, has a lot to do with Derek Carr. Derek Carr has just been a mess. The, well, the Raiders in general have <laughs> been a mess. <laughs> right. <but laughs> yeah, he's you're starting him but you're not happy about it mm-hmm. i don't think you're gonna find many better options in a 10 12 16 team league very true very true that, yeah i think it's hard just because the potential's there you know he has that chemistry with Carr, and really there's no other wide receiver cooper's been injured you know there's really no other star wide receiver that they have seth roberts seth oh, i always forget about that guy yeah jared cook i yeah. guess is the only guy the that legend is a yeah <laughs> The myth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More, yeah. That's more like it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, he should do well, but yeah. He just doesn't. He doesn't. All right. So let's move into bold predictions. Seth, hook us up with some music. Oh, I'm on it. Uh, can you do it without an Applebee's ad this time? Or? I don't know. It might be like, uh, <laughs> might be an Outback time. I'll switch it up. <laughs> Chili's. All right. Oh, no. Baby oh, back oh, ribs. We got. What is this? Is this uh oh? This is some southern sub shop. Here we go. Sorry yes. about that. Oh, just got an update. Alvin Kamara returns to full practice. Says he's good to go over his Jets. So let's go. Great news. All right. So reviewing last week's bold predictions. Week 14 started off Austin. No Seahawk running back scores more than five points. That's incorrect. Mike Davis scored 6.5 points. Close though. Close, but no cigar. Brandon, Des Bryant does not crack the top 60 receivers. That's incorrect. 
He was the 17th best receiver. <laughs> when I saw he had a touchdown, I laughed. Yeah. And Brandon. Brandon was furious. I was. I uh, <laughs> asked him about that. My first one, Steven Anderson, will be a top 10 tight end. I was incorrect. He was a 29th. Big letdown. Yeah. And then Jonathan, Josh Gordon, will be a top eight receiver. Incorrect. 19th. Ugh. So, eh. yeah. Still okay. Austin's second one, Josh McCown, will be a top three quarterback. That's incorrect. He was the 37th best quarterback in a 32-team league. Um, <laughs> technically, I mean, he had negative 1.5, so that's worse than, you know, people that didn't play. So if I wanted to get real technical, he'd be like 200th, but, you know. <laughs> True. That's awesome. Yeah. Brandon, Ryan Suckup will score more points than Le'Veon Bell. That's incorrect oh. because Ryan Suckup had zero and Le'Veon Bell had 30.5. So just a little way bit. off, way, way <laughs> off. And my second one. Josh Gordon will score more fantasy points than Julio Jones, Mike Evans, A.J. Green, Brandon Cooks. And that's correct. Wow. Josh Gordon had 12.9. Julio had 9.8. Mike Evans had 2.5. A.J. Green had 4.4. And Brandon Cooks, Seth's stud receiver, had 3.8. That's impressive. Sucks. I'm not going to start him this week. That's a good call. Thank you. I would start Brandon Cooks this yes. week, by the way. Dude, so against Pittsburgh? Yes. Uh-huh. And Jonathan's second one, which I was happy to see. Kareem Hunt yeah. will get 100 total yards and a touchdown. That's correct. He had 138 total yards and one touchdown. He actually ha- had 116 rushing yards, so you could have even well, uh, went with the rushing. I could have gone, yeah. gone bolder. You could have gone bolder. Oof. But Jonathan got it, so let's uh, let's go take a look at the standings right now. That comeback, though. In first, we have myself at 11 for 30 at 37%. Second, we have Brandon, 6 for 29 at 21%. Austin, we have three for 20 for 15%. And then Jonathan bringing up the rear, three for 29 at 10%. But he is in double digits this week. Let's so go. First time ever. Improvement. <laughs> First time in a while. Slowly but surely catching up. All right, so let's go ahead and read our bold predictions for this week. Uh, my first one, I bold prediction, I think Jordy Nelson will return and have with two touchdowns <laughs> to his name. Oh my goodness! Let's okay, go. yeah, I would love that. hasn't That hasn't happened since what week three? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen again. All right, you heard it here first. Brandon's uh, first one. I don't know how bold this is, but Ryan Suckup will score more points than Derrick Henry. Ah, considering he was going against uh, Le'Veon Bell. His fascination with Suckup is weird. Yeah, it is a little weird. <laughs> I think it's he was funny. going against Le'Veon and Alvin Kamara, and then. Now Derek, Derek Henry, Henry. So who had the lowest usage? Do we think this is bold? Ever last week? I say no. What if we do Henry and Murray combined? Okay, we'll do that. Got to be here to defend it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's his first one. My first one. Yeah, find it. Kenyon Drake finishes as a top three running back. Oh, so I like his chances this week. That's bold. Jonathan, your second. Second one. Rex Burkhead scores more points than Tyreek Hill. And PPR. <laughs> we can do standard. <laughs> be a little bit easier. Mm. <laughs> Questioning boldness over here? Yeah. We could pick a we could pick a different receiver. Trying to Antonio think Brown. Oh I would never <laughs> that's too bold. Okay, okay. Uh, maybe more than Adam Thielen. Sure, let's do it. Okay. I like that. Okay. Dex Burkhead scores more than Adam Thielen. 
Boom. All right, Brandon, also his second one, Le'Veon Bell will not be a top 10 running back this week. I have ranked as my number two going against the Patriots. That is bold. My second one, geez, I keep losing it. Robert Woods and Chris Hogan finish as top 15 receivers. So two guys kind of coming back from injury. Yeah. Finish yeah. in the top 15. Okay. And then I had a third one, but this was, since Brandon's not here, it doesn't mean as much, <laughs> but Ryan Suckup scores two or less points. Oh, man. Considering he scored zero last week, I mean, it's not Super Bowl. It's an improvement. But I like it. We'll leave it. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and move into our next section, late season surprises. Yeah. So, uh. <laughs> I'm excited. Contain, your, <laughs> contain yourself. It's Jeez, oh, yeah. I can't help it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Manual sound drops. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's an evolution. Uh, go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah. So, my first my first one, I uh, have been on this bandwagon for a little while, but it's Rex, Rex Burkhead. He's been getting the, t- the touchdowns in the red zone. He's a PPR machine, and he's had six touchdowns the last five weeks. Um, That's split, good. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. He's been splitting time with Dion Lewis, uh, but as being, I mean, they're both used pretty frequent, frequently and evenly. Um, for me, he's a flex option here on out. I'm actually in my league. I have to start him as my running back too, but that's just. I wouldn't be mad about that. Yeah, as, and it's a PPR league, so you're you're yeah. okay. He's a decent RB too. Yeah, he's doing good. All right, first one, Marquise Goodwin just has 68 receiving yards, at least 68 receiving yards in his last five games played. So that's even before Garoppolo. Yeah. With Garoppolo, he's averaging 10.2 points per game. And he ranks 12th in wide receiver fantasy points over the past two weeks. So when Garoppolo is playing. So you got to like that. <laughs> and he's out there in a lot of leagues. I know he's out there in our league, Seth. Hint, you need a wide receiver. Hint, hint. And you're not going to start Brandon Cooks, which I would start Brandon Cooks over Marquise Goodwin. But yes. Just saying. 10 points a game. Jonathan, your next one. Next one, Alex Collins. He's been relevant, I mean, for most of the year, but he's just now beginning to really heat up. The past six games, he's had at least one touchdown the past four weeks and has gotten double-digit carries since week five. Um, he's a solid running back, too. He has a light upcoming schedule with the Browns, the Colts, and the Bengals. So no one you really fear there. Um, definitely startable from here on out. Got to like that. Yeah. My next one, D.D. Westbrook. At least five catches in his last three games. Uh, just you can see his uh, snaps are rising, and then just interesting fact leads the Jaguars in targets, catches, and yards over the past month. So you would have thought that would have been Marquise Lee. Yeah, you really would have. D.D. Westbrook kind of taken over that role. Scored a touchdown last game too. So he's another one that is probably he's pretty available in leagues too. Yeah, be a good playoff pickup. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one I had was Mike Davis. He seems to be he's the new Seattle feature back. He might is that like the fifth one this year or something like that. They've been go, <laughs> yeah. they've been going through him. But he has double digit carries the past two games against very tough run defenses. Had sixty something yards against each one of them. Uh, but now the schedule gets better. He has Rams, Rams, Cowboys, and Cardinals. So I mean he's a he's a, he could be a flex option. Nothing more really than that. But someone that you really wouldn't have expected to be leading the Seattle backfield. Yeah, the Niners got rid of him last year, and I mean he didn't like do anything for them really no. either. Yeah. Just a side note, I think uh, the Seahawks are wishing they didn't cut Alex Collins. Ooh. Very true. Yeah. Just in the need of a running back. Try to play some with a, some chubby dude named Eddie Lacy. <laughs> All right. My next one, Corey Coleman. 
and three of his last four games, he has at least 64 receiving yards, averaging seven points per game over his last four games. So not super great, but, you know, there's upside there. And then he had a zero-catch game over those four games. So if you take that out, averaging nine points per game. So even with Josh Gordon back, I mean, it's almost helped him. He's still yeah. getting yards, and uh, he's still an explosive weapon for Deshaun Kaiser. Mm-hmm. They have two, I mean, two good wide receivers, him yeah. and Josh Gordon. They look good. Uh, my next one was Jamal Williams, the new Packer workforce workhorse by injury default. He's a Packer uh, workforce? For, he's a workforce to be reckoned. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But uh, he's had double-digit. Yes, came out of my mouth. From your brain. Yeah, somehow. My brain is tired. <laughs> he's had double-digit games the past three weeks and hasn't had less than 15 carries since week nine. Um I, I I don't know. We kind of talked about it, but I still think he benefits from Rodgers a little bit. He's still a solid RB2, running back two for me. I'm still starting him, basically. I think he benefits too. I just I was saying I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, some of his work, he lost a little passing down work or lost a couple carries right. that took away, you know, his 15 points to 12 or 10. So True. I can see that. Still, still a must start. Yes. As we sure. said earlier. For sure. All right, so I didn't write any notes down about him, but Kenyon Drake also wanted to bring up too. Yeah, I mean, he's taken off. He's he's a stud. Seriously, he he can play. I mean, yeah, he is a dolphin, Seth. Since Jay uh, Jay left, he's <laughs> been, you know, him and Damian Damian Williams have kind of been going back and forth, and Damian Williams got Williams got injured, and I think Kenyon Drake has really sealed the job. Yeah, I hope so. I- I mean, it'd be a Dolphins thing to do to bring once Williams is healed to bring him back into the mix. But I really hope they don't. Hope they just keep Drake. Yeah, keep rolling. I mean, it'll be really interesting to see where we're gonna rank him next year. Very true. I could be pretty close to a top ten to twelve back. Maybe where Ajay was last year. Almost, yeah. You know, Ajay. Yeah, Ajay was like seven. Yeah, could be so, around there. Yeah, easily. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to our last section and that is matchup nightmares just kind of reviewing some matchups we don't like this week bum, bum, bum. into the playoffs and you know what you, what you should do right matchups matter that's for sure uh, my first one I had was Lamar Miller he's going against the Jaguars uh, they're a top run defense they held Mike Davis to 66 yards last week and a Frank Gore to 61 uh, the week before that and that's kind of been Lamar Miller's trend the past few weeks too is just like that 50 to 60 yards and I mean, if you're if you want that floor, that's great. But for me, I want someone more with a more of a, a higher floor, so right more upside than that. So I I don't know. He's risky for me this week. Josh Gordon's my first one. I'm still starting him. I still have him ranked decently high. Yeah. Look at my rankings real quick. Josh Gordon have him ranked at number 16. But going against the Ravens, they haven't allowed a touchdown. Haven't allowed a touchdown to a receiver since week nine. They're ranked fifth against receivers, and the receiver groups versus the Ravens average 16 points per game. So Oof. 16 would be good for one receiver for yeah. multiple. Ugh. It's not good. Yeah, so, I mean, and I could see the Browns getting even less. So I don't, I'm, yeah. I'm really nervous about starting Josh Gordon if you're starting him. He shouldn't be higher than a flex. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, my next one I had was Titan running back. So Derrick Henry and DeMarco Murray, they're going against the 49ers. 
who have only allowed three yards per carry to opposing backs over their past three games. Uh, what and <laughs> got to rep the rep the Niners. Yeah, I had to. Sorry, <laughs> show it off. Distracted you. I had to show the 49ers shirt off. That's okay. But and yeah, so they limited both Jordan Howard and Lamar Miller the past two weeks to running back 60 and 39 overall. Mm. So definitely a force to be reckoned with. Um, and yeah, I'm not high on either of those running backs this week. So my next one is DeAndre Hopkins going against the Jaguars. Just I think anybody versus the Jaguars you're gonna be worried about. Yes. Still going to be a must start, obviously. I think, I mean, even with the the second, no, the third string quarterback. <laughs> yeah, Yates. Yeah, yeah, TJ Yates. He's just going to chuck it up. He actually looked better than Tom Savage, if I had to say. I agree. But, I mean, you, you're not going to expect more than 10 points from him. Jaguars are first against wide receivers. Excluding last week, the Jaguars have not allowed a group of wide receivers to have more than 130 receiving yards since week five. And they were that was against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks who sling it yeah. all the time. Yeah, Russell Wilson was just out there throwing bombs, hoping somebody would catch him. And he threw three picks because he was doing that. Right. Then at one point this year, the Jaguars had a streak of nine weeks where they did not allow a receiving touchdown. Oof. Oh, my goodness, nine That's weeks. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. I love that. So Jaguars' defense is stingy. They're legit. If somebody were to score on him, I would see it being uh, DeAndre Hopkins, but you can't be excited about that matchup. No. You have to temper your expectations a little bit. Speaking of tempering your expectations, the same can be said of Tyreek Hill this week against the Chargers. Um, The Chargers have allowed 27.3% of passes 15 yards or further to be completed, which is the lowest rate in the league. Um, And they're only averaging – sorry – Tyreek Hill is only averaging 44.3 yards per game at home, and um, just doesn't bode well. For me, it doesn't bode well for his chances this week. Yeah, I, I really like the Chargers secondary. They really <laughs> improved it. And Heck yeah. you cannot block Joey Bosa to save your life. No. Nobody, nobody can block He's him. coming at you. Yeah, so definitely, uh, yeah. R.I.P. Alex Smith this week. Yeah. Wear some extra pads, Alex. <laughs> yeah. My next one, Frank Gore versus the Broncos. Just – Fatigue. He's a 34-year-old running back. Had 36 carries in the snow last game. So quick turnaround. They play tomorrow in the Thursday night game. Oof. Broncos ranked ninth against the rush in nine of 13 games this year. The Broncos have not allowed 100 rushing yards by a group of running backs. So that's uh, pretty stingy. Even though their <laughs> defense seems to uh, let, well, I guess they let wide receivers score on them a little more than you would think. And then to start off the season, the Broncos had a streak of seven games where they did not allow a rushing touchdown. There you go. Yeah, that's so a tough that's matchup for Frank Gore. And I, I know, I know he's not like he's not going to be in, in a lot of people's teams, but he's you're definitely going to question starting him, especially since you see that people have actually done well against uh, the Broncos. Winning, very true. I'm going with the same trend. I'm going to talk about T.Y. Hilton versus the Broncos. T.Y. Hilton's obviously he's been inconsistent all year, not trustworthy at all. But if you're in a position where you have to start him, I mean, you're still you're not feeling good about it. He, the Broncos have allowed the fewest receptions per game to opposing wide receivers. So even though they've allowed those touchdowns and stuff like that to yeah. wide receivers, they're still very limiting of what they allow. No, yeah. So definitely not high on Hilton at all. Mm-mm. Uh, my next one, Andy Dalton versus the uh, Vikings. Seth Vikings, ooh, just he's kind of a streamer that could be out there. I mean, every year he seems to finish around the top twelve quarterbacks. 
So you kind of you kind of might be thinking about him with Carson Wentz and Josh McCown injuries, but this week against the Vikings, I would avoid him. The Vikings no! are fifth against the pass. The Vikings have only allowed two teams Duh. this year to pass Winning. for over 300 <laughs> yards. And starting in week seven, the Vikings have given up a touchdown in every other game. So this is kind of loosey. Not loosey-goosey. I don't want to take Matthew Berry's statement, but <laughs> this is just kind of like a random a random stat. But starting in week seven, the Vikings have given up a touchdown in every other game, and they gave up one last week. So following that trend, starting in week seven, Duh. No! they would not score this week against or <laughs> not give up a passing touchdown. That so. drop bomb, though. <laughs> I like it. All right. You want to rattle your two off? Yep. Quick. Got two more. Uh, first one, New York Giant running backs versus the Eagles. Uh, Eagles have allowed the fewest yards from scrimmage to opposing backfields, so stay away from them this week. And then Joe Mixon versus the Vikings. Coming back from a concussion. Uh, he's actually still in concussion protocol, so watch out for his status. But uh, he's going against the Vikings' a defense that are allowing the second fewest yardage per game to running ba- to running backs. So I would stay away from Mixon as well. And, or Bernard, uh, whatever one, is going to be getting the starting call this week. All right, so that's going to do it for our podcast. We want to uh, thank you for watching slash listening. Yeah. Uh, listening, geez. <laughs> so check us out on our website at FrontlineFantasyFootball.com. You can see Jonathan's blogs, Brandon Starts and Sits, podcasts, videos. I mean, it's got everything on there. You get links to our Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, so make sure you check that out. Uh, you can also You should also follow us on Twitter. I mean, that's... If you want to ask a question, we've literally answered every question that's been asked to us. I mean, Dang. I saw a question last week. It was uh, under the hashtag fantasy football advice, but it was, uh, what was it? Got got my, got my an escort pregnant, <laughs> what? and now she wants me to pay $200 for an abortion. I almost answered that one, even though it wasn't at me, but I chose to go against that one. But we anyway, we answer every question. What a way to end this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we that's answer good. every question that's shot at us. You can also find us, Seth, on Apple Music. Apple no, Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Gosh, dang it. You're just taking after <laughs> Brandon. So. I have Apple Music written down here. Also, before we go, you should check out fantasylosers.com backslash. You can see these awesome trophies. Yeah. Oh, these sorry. These awesome trophies. I didn't get the memo. Yeah, there we go. Jonathan's Boom. finally holding up, Boom. you know, bobblehead. We got a toilet with a crown. You can engrave them. They're pretty sweet. Check them out. Also, we'll give another shout-out to Dave. You the man. So, remember, score more fantasy points than your t- than your opposing team this week. Until next time. <laughs>